We've been through, count them, two Torah portions so far in this cycle. And in only two Torah portions, we've been through the creation of the world and the destruction of the world. Two Torah portions. It didn't take long almost sounded like or seems like a failed experiment. Just a few generations in, he's got to hit the reset button. Two Torah portions. The creation of the world and the destruction of the world. The destruction of the world with Noah started its process right when Adam and Eve ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because once they ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of the good and the evil, humanity at that moment had the capacity in its own strength to do good and to do evil. And it was independent of a belief system it was independent if they were atheist, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, agnostic, or anything. This thing came into humanity where humanity had the ability in its own strength to do good and to do evil. And we can even see it today. An atheist can make a good choice, right? An atheist who has no interest in God can help out a brother in need, can have a solid marriage, committed to his wife or her husband. So we can do, we have the ability, since we ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of the good and the evil, we have the ability to do these things. However, the trend is will always lean towards evil without God in the picture. We can do good. You may have a guy or a girl who did some great things and God was, you know, had no interest in God. But the trend, the movement, the pull will always be without God, it will be towards evil. And it will come to a point and come to a head when humanity will, the, will the, the shift will be so much more towards evil that God has to take care of business. Two Torah portions. He does the reset button, the reboot. Because that was the trend without God. In fact, when he said to Cain, one generation after Adam and Eve, when Cain had this evil spirit of jealousy coming over him because of his nice brother Abel, and God said to him, sin is crouching at your door, but you can master it. That was sort of the injunction, that was sort of the mandate for humanity at that time 
choice. And some humans will choose good, some will choose evil. Abel chose good, Cain chose evil, but the trend of humanity goes towards evil and culminated in a point just before the flood when there's this weird thing that's been turned into like this mythology because there are books around, you know the stories in the Torah just before the flood about the sons of God, you know, having you know, relations with the daughters of men and their progeny were men of renown. You know, that was an evil type of thing that was happening. That was evil spirits, evil, spiritually, having relations with humans. And their progeny, their, their, their offspring were considered men of renown, like heroes. That was like the antichrist of that time. Because that was a, 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 a counterfeit of the real thing, because we know who the real son of God is. And how the real son of God does impregnate the daughters of men. But it is a holy thing. It is a spiritual thing. Not a physical thing. But that was, that was the culmination of the trend of evil. It was evil, the kingdom of darkness, actually coming in and impregnating humanity and turning them into this bastard society of, 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 of evil. And then God just said, okay, we're gonna hit the reset button. So, the flood comes, the flood, and by the way, there's a lot of, just to share this, there's a lot of false teachings about that whole thing with the sons of God and the daughters of men and all that kind of stuff that falls into the realm of Jewish mythology, okay? Book of Enoch is mythology. It is not scripture. It is not scripture. It does not bear a witness. There's a lot of stories in the book of Enoch about watchers and this and that. You have to have a witness in scripture for order to even be considered part of scripture. It stands on its own. It's mythology. It was actually written way after that time. Nothing to do with the Enoch of the scripture. But anyway, so the flood comes, the flood goes, but... God still has a plan for humanity. But how is he going to stop the trend of evil, which, is, which we're all susceptible to as, hum as humans? He calls out one. He calls out Abraham. And he says, in this one, I will teach him my ways, and this one, and his family, his children, whether it's native born or natural born, or whether it's adopted in, anybody who's grabbing hold, anybody who received the blessing from the one and his seed, and I will teach them my holy ways, not the world's holy ways. And anybody who's grafted into that, whether naturally or through adoption, will receive that blessing. And that family will be light to the world. So he calls out Abraham. And we, as sons and daughters of Abraham, are called out. 
to be in the world, but to be not of the world, and to learn of his ways. And when we accept the seed of Abraham, who is Messiah, the trend towards evil begins to come to a halt. It's not immediate. It's not a magic pill. It's not that you accept Messiah and immediately the things that you were doing three seconds before become repulsive to you. But what happens when the seed of Abraham, the one who was called out, left Lecha, comes into you, the trend in you begins to over time and stop and reverse engines. When I accepted Messiah, I think it was the day after probably where I was in a strip joint. It didn't happen immediately. It didn't happen a year later. But there was a point in time when I went into the strip joint with my dollar bills all ready to go. And it became, in a moment, repulsive to me. And I couldn't take it. And I felt like I was going to throw up. And I couldn't stand there. The whole thing just, it just, it, 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 something shifted. And I had to leave. And I never went back. Because the seed of Abraham <laughs> took root in that area of my life. In his timing. It didn't happen a week before. When I was throwing dollar bills, you know where. It happened in his timing. I couldn't have manufactured it. I did not have the strength to stop it. I didn't have the desire to stop it. I didn't care. But in a moment, the seed of Abraham, the one who was called out, took root and began to manifest in this one area and the righteousness of God in that seed overcame the darkness within me in his timing in that moment. And I never went back again. Even when we were driving home and Rabbi Peter was in front of me and he pulled into a strip joint and I was on the phone with him and I said, I can't go with you. Adonai has established a boundary for me in that place. But he didn't establish it for Rabbi Peter. Because Rabbi Peter wanted to go there and anoint the doors and leave. But I could not join him in that because Adonai has, has created a boundary for me. To not even go there and to not even think about going there. But Rabbi Peter did because we are to this world salt. And Abraham was called out to be righteous, to live a righteous life according to God's way, but in doing so, be salt to the earth. And what does salt do? It does, especially these days. But I believe back then the primary use of salt was to preserve it, 
to preserve what it is covering. Because the trend of the world is towards evil. That's the pre-flood humanity. When sin is crashing at your door and you just gotta master it. Failure didn't work out. Time for plan B, which was always plan A anyway. Because God doesn't have a plan B. If he ever says to you, I got a plan B, he's just testing you like he did Moses. I'll make a nation, you're going to be the guy. So the world trends towards evil. The world trends towards decay. And you, called out ones, are salt. Do you understand now what it means when Messiah said, you are salt of the world? You are the preservative of the world. You were called out to live in his holiness, but not just so you can be this holy island, so you can be a preservative to a decaying world which still trends towards evil. So God bless Rabbi Peter who had the calling to go into a strip joint because that place needs salt. It has a, had a salt preserve the decay. Just hangs around. It's just in its presence. It just covers it. Abraham knew this next week's Torah portion when another destruction was going to happen, that's four Torah portions in, is another destruction, Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham says, how many righteous people need to be there for you to spare the whole city? Ten. Wound up being ten. Ten righteous people. Because of them, the whole city would have been spared. Salt. It would have been preserved with ten righteous people. The whole city would have been spared. Salt of the earth. That's what we are called to be. We are so interested in getting out of the decaying world when Adonai calls us to be in the decaying world because we are salt. And how can we think we want to get out of it when Messiah himself said that when a salt loses its saltiness, it's going to be discarded. So do not abandon your calling to be salt, to preserve a decaying world. So Sodom and Gomorrah were ready, God was going to destroy it, but not if ten grains of salt were there. The whole city would have been spared on behalf of them. So Abraham starts counting. Okay, we got Lot. We got Lot's wife. We got his two daughters. That's four. Let's see. That's, uh, their fiance is six. Let's see. The dog, the cat, the maid. Trying to get to ten. There wasn't ten. They had to get out of there. They had to get out of there. And when the Lord calls his people, when he calls a people out of a place, that's when he will provide, he will do his judgment, he'll call us out of the place. But let us stop trying to just 
leave a decaying world when our calling from Abraham, when he was called out, is to be salt to the earth, to preserve it. How do you preserve a strip joint? You go into it. How do you preserve a crack then? You walk into it. Your presence there. Think about this. If Sodom and Gomorrah would have been spared with the presence of righteous people, why would we want to leave? Dens of iniquity. Lot's wife became a pillar of salt. When she looked back, you may have heard a teaching that that was some weird punishment. That she became a pillar of salt, like she was looking back because that was her life and she wanted to go back there. She was a pillar of salt. I believe she looked back because she knew that righteous people will save that place, so she looked back and said, maybe if I go back, Adam and I will spare that place. And she became at that point a pillar of salt, an example of salt. That's good. That's good revelation. I should have saved that for next week. Now I can't reuse it. Because it wouldn't be holy if I did it next week. It would just be repeating. You are salt of the earth. So you are called out. You know God's righteousness. But the trend is still towards evil. But his righteousness, which came through the seed of Abraham, who is Messiah, reverses the trend inside of you. So we're called out. So the things of the world become repulsive. In his timing. And it doesn't matter if you're screwing it up. Because it's all in his timing. Abraham, like Stephanie shared, was there was a time of the covenant of the pieces, and he sacrificed these things to walk through it. And then the vultures came and the birds of prey, and birds of prey in scripture always are about evil because they're unkosher animals. So the birds of prey came and Abraham's fighting in his own strength. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Abraham does what we do as humans. We fight this thing in our own strength. Shoo, 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 shoo. But God said, just go to sleep. You don't have to do that. We know the trend. I know the trend is towards evil. You don't have to fight this thing. You don't have to fight those birds of prey in your own strength. You don't have to shoot them away. Just go to sleep. And in a covenant where normally two people walk through, only one is walking through this time, and it's the king of glory. He's the one that walks through. So he's the one that makes the covenant, and when it's broken, he's the one that takes the punishment for the broken covenant. So it's not, we said we take his righteousness on so we can be these righteous little little bastions in the world so people can look at us and like. His righteousness comes into us. Unrighteousness flees in his timing, but it comes into us so we can be salt in a decaying world for God. So loved the world that he gave his only son. Whosoever, whosoever believes will have eternal life. Do not 
abandoned their calling to be salt, to be preservative in a dark place. For Adonai may spare, may spare someone because of his presence in you in that situation. And that is why he called out Abraham. That is the plan A to stop the train. Oh, we'll know as a body when he calls us out. We'll know it. We'll know it. We'll know it when he calls us out. But until that time, I think I should rush. We have so many conservatives and Republicans, Christians. Uh, maybe we can just take America and we can just turn it into two Americas. The liberals can do their own little homosexual thing over there, and we'll be righteous little people over here. America number one and America number two. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Salt of the earth. Yes, the trend is towards evil. The trend is towards evil in these days. The trend is to redefine good and call good evil and evil good. We know that. If God's going to call us out, it will be his doing. It will be his doing. But you are the preservative for those who are in decay. And that is why God called you out. That's why God called Abraham out. And that's why we were drafted into him. 